Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James with the rejection. Good afternoon, you listen to WQKE LP 93.9 FM out of Plattsburgh, New York. Uh, today is your. Turn me on. Oh, I'm already on. You're already on. Here, turn me off quick so I can adjust my. So Desmond's currently having some technology issues, but that leads right into what we're doing today is your sports report, 3 o'clock okay, sports here. report with Desmond, who has made his presence known. Yeah, and um, the entire wire system over here is tangled, and I'm not messing with it right now. So, uh, what's up? What do you got going on over there? <laughs> I'm trying to get this get a that? shake over here. I'm trying to look at, like, there's a protein shake, and there's powder stuck oh. on the bottom. Okay. I'm just trying to all get right, it out. All right, all right. Anyways. What, what a random way to start. We'll start off with some talk in the NFL. Uh, whoa, 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 whoa. We got to start as we normally do. Matching attire. Today we're actually matching. Yes, we have kind of broke broken the streak. It's like we had like we we always had something we did together. Yeah, but recently it's kind of fallen off because of schedule and lack of will to remember do anything. Yeah, it's getting to that point in the semester. Today we're doing NBA jerseys. I have my uh, is it a San Francisco or Oakland? Oakland Oakland, Draymond Draymond Green jersey. Relevant. Yep, we're gonna. And I'm, I might, I'm going Al- on a big talk about him today. Hey, Allen Iverson jersey, relevant because the 76ers won. Yeah, uh-huh. I, I just Always want everyone right. that's listening to know that I'm like going full hater mode today. I usually try to be a very positive person. Yeah, I don't know what your deal is. Other players and other teams, but I'm going to be very unhinged today. So with that, we'll uh, jump into the NFL. What? Okay. Um, the NFL draft is. 10 days away, uh, Thursday, uh, April 28th. I believe it starts at like 7 or 8 o'clock, whenever. Are you, you yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Sorry. All right. Um, at whenever. I've talked about <laughs> the draft a lot. I've written about the draft a lot. But I, it's oh, really no. been ramping up recently. And I, I get emails from the NFL, through the, whether it's like, you know, the stuff they normally send out or stuff through their communications uh, website, which I'm a member of. I got, I got an email from their communications website about a Daniel Jeremiah, who I've heard of before, and I've seen one of his mock drafts that he made in the Giants. That was very, very bad. But it was, uh, this is his updated top 50 prospects list. Okay, this isn't, I, it, this isn't horrible yet. Just wait. All right, let's, let's start. You, you start. You, cause I, I, one I, Aiden Hutchinson, that's fine. Yep. Two Aquanon, that's fine. Debatable, but fine. I wouldn't argue. It's it. fine. Yeah. Three Sauce Gardner, fine. Yeah. Okay. I think Sauce Gardner is, is is up there for me. Yeah, I agree. Four Kyle Hamilton, not fine. Terrible. This is where you start to lose. <laughs> me. You are not the biggest receiver guy. No, no. Or, let's I'm get never, this. Let me put this on the record, especially in terms of ranking players. We got to go through this quick because otherwise we'll spend the whole episode on this. Yeah. But Desmond has this weird thing where, like, if there's a lineman and a receiver, Desmond is biased against the lineman because he played line in high school. Well, no, it's not really. Necessarily it is because of that. It's because it is because of that. In terms of importance. You the receiver you have and quarterback you have, unless it is like God, will not matter if you don't have a good offensive line. And teams need to realize that. Oh, and this is where I can understand you getting mad. Come on, keep going. All right, so five Garrett Wilson, which I don't think is horrible. All right, I don't think it's that bad. Not only is he not number five, he is not over Evan Neal, Charles Cross, Kayvon. See exactly. Here's his line offensive linemen start putting him in whatever better talents than him. This is where I know Desmond absolutely lost it. Six Trayvon Walker. Yeah. Who's, he's edge for Georgia, so. So, yeah, I'll go into my Trayvon Walker rant after we go through We don't this. need a rant. Just oh, oh, I full seven, hate Evan Neal. That's disgraceful that Trayvon and Walker Desmond's, is And Desmond's mock, Evan Neal's like two. So Because he should be one. Eight, Drake London. 
That is, is abysmal. Nine, Jermaine Johnson. Why is he getting so much credit lately? Why is he over Kayvon Thibodeau? Ten, Kayvon. Yeah, actually, that is a good point. I like those Oregon jerseys. Yeah, no, I, I, those are very nice. I am very, very dis... I just, I don't know. I don't know what to say anymore. I don't know what you're... you're go, let's, go to, let's go to 15. 11, Jordan Davis. Fine. Uh, okay. 12, Devin Lloyd. Uh, no, I'd, I'd have him there. I'd have him that high in terms of what, <laughs> in terms of what he can do, in terms of a pure talent. Why is Trent McDuffie? <laughs> oh, my God. I don't like that I haven't heard Tyler Vanderbaum yet. Stingley at 15. Uh, 16, Chris Olave. Jameson um, Williams. I'd have Williams over everyone besides Garrett Wilson, in my opinion, in terms of ceiling. But um, oh, Where is he? Can you go until – I want you to tell me where he has Penning Tyler is, Vanderbaum. Penning is 22. Have is penning ahead of Cross? I think so. Oh my God! Thir- Twenty-three is Charles Cross. That is abysmal. Four is, is Pickett. Twenty-four is Pickett. Where's Malik? I wonder. Uh, Malik's twenty-seven. And these are all over. Kenyon Tyler Green Vinderbaum. is twenty-eight. I, I really hope Kenyon Green isn't over Tyler Linderbaum. Maybe I just missed him. Kenneth Walker, thirty-one. Tyler Linderbaum, thirty-two. At thirty-two. <laughs> At thirty-two. For those who don't know. Lineman from Iowa. He is. He is. And Desmond's like favorite player of all time. He is, in my opinion, the closest sure shot superstar you're going to get in this draft. He is. He is super strong, super mobile. I guarantee, if he ran a forty yard dash, he'd run something in the four 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 five. He was. There are so many clips of him running in stride with his running backs and receivers. He has has the IQ. He has a technique. There is literally. The only knock you can make on Tyler Linderbaum is his size, and who cares? Because look at Jason Kelsey. Look at Jason Kelsey, Hall of Fame center, and they are literally the same exact player. Anyways, I guess we'll go into our next and final topic on the NFL, which is a mock draft I found that was made by PFF this morning, actually. Interesting. So, do you have that loaded up? Or do you want me to uh, yep, I got it loaded up. All right. Jaguars, Aiden Hutchinson. From what I understand, okay. this is becoming... Yeah, I, I if I'm them, I'd rather take Evan Neal, but I'm not opposed to them taking Hutchinson whatsoever because they Ooh. definitely need that rusher. I have not seen this yet. Two, what? Kayvon Thibodeau. As it should be. Three, Trayvon Walker. That's terrible. To what team? It's not gonna. This is not gonna happen because the Texans. That's not gonna happen. The Texans need a lineman. Why would they not take Evan Neal? Four, Sauce right Gardner. Tackle. Very, very Jets? realistic. Yes. Yeah, no, I think I, they I'm should take him. Starting they to think that's what's him. gonna happen. They absolutely should take him. Giants, Aquano. Okay. Six. Wait, 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 wait. Over Evan Neal, yes. I, it's something I say all the time. I won't be mad at, but yeah, it's like we not, said, it's a, we like said it. on the last episode, it's a toss-up. Panthers, Pickett. Ooh, mm, this I is where you kind of lost me. Giants, Devin Lloyd. Okay. Here's here's what I'll say. Where is that. Evan Neal? I've said. Where more. is Evan Neal? Oh, there he is. Where would he go? How far? How far? Let's keep going. How far did it go before I... 11. That is a joke. Anyways, I've said multiple times that if, if Hutchinson and Thibodeau are both gone by the seventh pick, I don't want another edge rusher. I don't like Carl Aftis that much. I definitely don't like Trayvon Walker. I'll get into him. Um, Jermaine Johnson I like, but not at seven. Not anywhere near seven. Um, but what I will say for um, the Devin Lloyd pick is he is probably... No, he's definitely the most versatile uh, linebacker in this class. Great in coverage, great off the edge, great in the run game, great tackler. 
could use some work in tackling, but he's definitely a very good, solid tackler. Um, but I will say, I talked to my dad, because me and my dad were talking about the draft a lot on uh, Saturday. There are three prospects in this draft class that I absolutely do not want. Trevor Penning, because he is slow, he's not, he does not have good footwork, and he's just too clunky of a prospect to take that high. Um, Trayvon Walker, I, I literally do not see any upside about taking him that high. I do not understand what team are thinking, and, and especially like the Jaguars considering number one. And Derek Stingley, I don't, I don't like his size. I don't like his his lack of for lack of a better word, caring when it comes to run game. He does not care in the run game, and that's something I'm not looking forward to, especially when you have someone like uh, Sauce Gardner, who is bigger, faster, and just better than him, period. Um, I, those are the three guys I absolutely do not want. I'm going to cut you off here because I think that oh, this draft that we talked about before is so weird because the top ten is such a toss-up that it's the no Giants might get might not be able to get their guy because of just the way things fall. Absolutely. And we, you have the Texans and the Jets ahead of them. Like you, those two teams that you know clue. You are either going to see three edge rushers taken within the top four before the Giants go or three linemen. You could see you could see potentially cross or not cross, Equanu and Evan Neal both going top four. You could see both Thibodeau and Hutchinson, which I hope they both go. Well I don't hope Thibodeau goes because I want him to fall to the Giants, but, I mean, you could see both of them going. It, it's and a, it's a, it, there's no lock for any pick in this draft. The weird thing, I think the biggest ace in the hole right now for the Giants is, the or not ace in the hole, the biggest X factor is a better way to put it, is Panthers at six. Yes. Because every mock draft I've seen has the Panthers taking a different player. They're either taking a quarterback, which I don't think they're going to A gonna quarterback do. or a lineman. Or a lineman, That's yeah. Every, and then they couldn't get, they can destroy the Giants. That's what I, I've said multiple times. I'm like, I want Thibodeau at five, but if, you know, Cross or Iguanu are still available, I want them over Thibodeau for the pure fact that if we do not draft them at five, the Panthers are more than likely going it's to gonna take It's going to be them. interesting. Because I believe that the Panthers do need a quarterback, but putting any quarterback behind that kind of offensive line is not going to do them any justice. Taylor Moten is a very solid right tackle, but outside of that, they literally have nothing. So, we'll see. Yeah. So that's... That's uh, we can go through. Let's go eight. Yeah. Garrett Wilson, nine. Malik Willis. Very realistic. Where at this point. to the see? Okay, I I don't know. It, it's realistic. Here's what I'd look at. If there is a lineman available, take him because again, similar to the Panthers, they don't have a very good offensive line. You have Drew Locke for now. Run Drew well, Locke. Like, here's what you do. Hold on. I know, but to, not to interrupt you, but teams don't prioritize line like you prioritize line. That's the difference. Okay, this. but here's the thing. Like if there's if they, they if they if Willis is their guy, I'm sorry to interrupt you again. They're going to take good. him, no matter what their line situation is, because that's how the NFL goes. But look at look at it like this: they have Drew Locke. I don't think he's very good. I I, I, I like him. I think he has potential to be something. But if I'm looking at Malik Willis's first year compared to what Drew Locke will be that year, I'm probably taking Locke. I think Malik Willis is the highest ceiling out of any quarterback in this draft class by a mile. I think Malik Willis has the potential to be a tremendous quarterback. But it's going to take some time. Yeah, I know. But And you want to know a quarterback that's going to be available in next year's draft class that is going to blow every quarterback out of this draft class in a mile? Bryce Love. Right? Is that his name? Bryce Love out of Alabama? I think so. I always mix him and Jordan Love up. And, like, uh, I don't know. No, it's not Bryce Love. I'm pretty sure it's Bryce Love. One second. I okay. think you messed up the name. Any, any quarterback out of, out, 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 out of Alabama. Out of Alabama. He is... 
Bryce Young. Bryce Young. Okay, Bryce Young. I was about to say. He... Let me tweak it now. I thought it was Young. If I'm looking at the potential of Malik Willis versus the potential of Bryce Young, I'm waiting a year for Bryce Young, drafting a lineman, so that way when Bryce Young comes to you and you have the chance to draft him, you have an offensive line ready for him. Because if you don't have that offensive line and you stick him out there where your best offensive lineman is... I literally don't even know anymore because their line's really bad. I think they still have Dwayne Brown at right or left tackle, but he's like 35, 36. Like, who knows? Not only like, not only like, who knows how long he's going to be around, but who knows how good he's going to be in that time? Who knows how good he's going to be next year? So at that point, I take a lineman and I wait a year for Bryce Young. Here's my issue with what you're saying is that drafts aren't done by the general manager they're done by the front office which is part of the general manager and a lot of teams pick based on the giants exactly but a lot of teams pick based on marketability it's the cowboys model and the reason i'm so adamant about this is because i'm a cowboys fan they pick on marketability a lot of times and not need the cowboys still like leighton van der wasn't a very marketable pick yeah but cd lamb was not was a great pick looking back on it but that was so risky at the time like you 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 supplement your entire defense to take a receiver when you didn't really need a receiver and it ended up working out fine but that's an example of like a seahawks situation like if the seahawks have Aquanu on the board and Malik Willis. I'm pretty sure they're going to take Malik Willis, knowing the Seahawks, because they're going to yeah. be like, "Hey, we have no players we can market without Wagner now. They, nobody cool except DJ Metcalf. We want a player to market." What are you all up in arms about over there? I'm, I'm just very interested by the number 15 pick that they have. All right, let's keep going. The quickly. E, yeah, Jets, Jamison, Jamison Williams. I agree. I think he's the highest ceiling of any receiver in the class besides Garrett Wilson. Evan Neal. He's 11. not falling that far. 12 Stingley. I don't like Stingley that much, but he's probably also not falling Whoa. that far. But if that's the case, what? Man, if the Texans could pick up Kyle Hamilton at, at Again, 13. there's no way he's falling to 13. That's the thing. He's not – like, those three aren't falling past the top seven or eight. The only one that might is Stingley. Maybe Hamilton because, because of positional value, which is stupid, but – What the – What? Jordan Davis at 14. I agree. Devontae I, Wyatt? Why? This is what lost me, because not only do you have N'Kobe Dean on the board and you're not taking him, you don't need an interior defensive line right now. You have Fletcher Cox for another season, and after that, I don't I don't know and I don't care because it's still Fletcher Cox. He's not as good as he used to be, but he's still a very solid interior defensive lineman. You do not need, especially taking Devontae Wyatt, who like I've heard a little bit about, but not much that early in the first round. So, again, it's just when you have other needs of linebacker, which is a huge need for the Eagles, and you end up taking an interior defensive lineman, I'd be quite mad, especially or or a receiver. They need a receiver, too. And when I'm seeing Chris Olave, um, George Pickens going in the first round, that is terrible. Interesting. This is a different mock. Tyler Smith going in the first round. That's interesting. Yeah, Zion Johnson to the Cowboys. Drake London dropping to 29. Oh my, oh my goodness. Yeah, Zion Johnson to the Cowboys in this mock. Yeah. I, I can get down with that. Yeah, that that's what scares me, though, because like, I, I, I keep saying in my in the mock drafts, I make he's going to fall to us in the second round. I don't think he's going to. Look at all the teams that are going. Buffalo Bills, they're gonna, they need a guard. Cowboys need a guard. Titans don't need a guard. Bucks, they do and they don't because they have a lot of no. They don't. Needs. They do need a guard actually because 
They traded for Shaq Mason, but um, they still have a hole in either guard spot. They the Bucks have a very strange situation. They're still my Super Bowl pick, by the way. Just putting that out there now. Bengals desperately need a guard. Lions could use a guard. Like all these teams need guards, and Zion Johnson, in my opinion, is not yeah definitely the the best guard in the draft. The only one that comes close to me is um. Kenyon Green, and he has fallen off the board for me a lot recently. So 10 days to the draft, what, three episodes to the draft? Is that what that means? So expect a lot of draft coverage over the next couple episodes. Quick game of Weddle? Quick game of Weddle, yeah. Because I, I, can, I can blow by the playoff coverage pretty quick for the NBA. There's some very interesting stuff. All right. Start off like we always do. Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones. And, okay, so he's in the NFC, NFC. shorter than 6'4", or 6'5". Uh, try receiver in the NFC, uh, Justin Jefferson. I was going to say Amari Cooper, but he's not even in the NFC anymore. Nope. Okay, under 6-1 now. Okay, and it's not, so it's got to be a running back because this is only offense. So... Oh, I want to be Dalvin Cook. Um, and he's not in the, he's NFC, not in the east NFC or north. east or north. NFC west is what? Let's try Daryl Henderson. NFC west running back that's... It's James Conner. Yes. No. No? Oh, wow. So what are the teams in the NFC West? Is it Rashad Penny? Try it. No, wait, because he's too young. It, oh, you know who it is? It's um the other running back in the Seahawks. Um, I don't know his name. No, he's actually he's good. He just got injured, and Rashad Penny had, like, the greatest stretch I've ever seen. Um, Chris Carson. Chris Carson. Yeah. Should we do hard about it quick? Yeah, just because we got that done really fast. Okay. So we always do Andrew Thomas. Wow. Okay. Nothing. Under six foot five, older than twenty three, lower number is lower than seventy eight, and he's in the AFC. So we'll switch it up. We'll go with my favorite offensive lineman in the AFC, Creed Humphrey. Okay. Well, we have these in the AFC. He is six foot five. Wow. Alright, um, so he's in the AFC. We'll go with Amari Cooper. I accidentally saw the answer online. Did you? Yes. Oh boy. I'll let you keep going. Okay. Oh wow, so is Amari Cooper is being in the NFC East. Okay. So he's twenty six or twenty five. He's under six foot one. His number is higher than nineteen but lower than fifty two. So it's probably a running back or a corner. So try Rockyson. Okay. So it's not a corner. So he's a defensive player who is six foot tall. So it's probably a safety since he's not a corner. That's weird that they have Rockyson on the Raiders and Amari Cooper on the ca- on the Cowboys. Really? Because so, Rockyson got traded sh- a short amount of time ago. So it's probably a safety. Um. I don't know. Uh, Justin Reed. Even though I just want to see. Okay, so it is a safety. Okay. Um, <laughs> this is such a random player. It's. I'm trying to think because it's on the AFC West, which I just realized all my guesses for the AFC teams have been in the AFC West. So we have a non AFC West safety. So. Um, Jordan Port. No, no, because he's like 27. He's 20, 26. Because he's. he's Two years between 25 and 27. He's not 25, so he's looking for a 26-year-old, six-foot-tall safety in 
the AFC, but not the AFC West. Is it no way Kyle Duggar is that old, is he? He's okay, so it's officially twenty six, not the AFC East. Um, What's that leave? Hmm? What's that leave? The North and South. Which why can't I think of the teams in either division? So South we have the Colts, Texans, Jaguars. Uh Colts, Texans, Jaguars, one more. Titans. And the Titans is it Kari Willis? It is not Kari Willis. Oh boy. Alright, we are down to three more guesses. He's on okay, so he's in the AFC North. I'm trying to think of safeties in the AFC North. Uh oh, 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 it's Minka Fitzpatrick. Hold on. You've you've It is not Minka Fitzpatrick. How many guesses? Two more. We know he's in the AFC North now officially. So a 26-year-old, six-foot-tall safety from the AFC North. Knowing the answer and watching you like get it is pretty cool. Or like start um, down. Who is it? Von Bell. I think it might be Von Bell. Wait. Yeah, it's Von Bell. It's Von Bell. Von Bell or the other safety on the on the Bengals. I bet. Okay, I'm wrong. It's on the Bengals. Okay, so I have you, one more guess. If anyone's listening to this, the full confidence of Desmond's facial expression. Because I'm like, I'm, I, I'm like, he's like it down. so okay. confident. Oh my, who is the? So it's down to the Ravens. I have no idea who the safeties are in the Ravens or the Bengals or the Browns. Um, I think the Browns have that Grant Delpit guy, but I don't think he's 26 yet. And the Ravens have, I know his last name is Elliot, so I'm going to go with Elliot and see what pops up. Okay, yeah, never mind. Um, you were so close. Uh, I feel like Marcus Peters is a corner now. Who is this other safety on the Ravens? It's not... I've literally, for viewers, listeners, I'm sitting here staring at the name. I'm just gonna do Grant Delpit. Grant, it's Chuck Clark. Why did I not think of Chuck Clark? Because he's actually very, very good. Safety. I was gonna say he has a very generic name, but I didn't yeah. want to give it away. I, I yeah, I didn't think that Chuck Clark was on the Ravens. That's the first time in a while that we haven't gotten it. So that, that's all we have for the NFL. Yeah. So we'll go to a quick break here. When we come back, it'll be we're gonna try to play our own music. It's what probably, song should we start with? I was gonna uh, start with. You like Led Zeppelin? It is 2022, and Kendrick Lamar just announced a new album. We can start with Kendrick. Play some clean Kendrick Lamar. Mm. And then when we get back, we'll go into the NBA playoffs, and we're going to have time. So after that, we'll get into baseball. Uh, Yeah. Sorry. So for those – sorry for the technical difficulties. For those who don't know, Kendrick Lamar announced an album. Did you see how he announced it? The, like, website, right? No, he tweeted at some guy. Oh, yeah. His name's Rap Talk. He tweeted – Kendrick Lamar is officially retired on f- February 13th. Yeah. And then Kendrick Lamar tweeted back at him today with the link, <laughs> yeah, the link to the album announcement. So then this guy was like, no way Kendrick Lamar used my tweet. Then tweets, Frank Ocean's officially yeah, retired. I saw, <laughs> I saw a lot of people uh, tweeting about that. My levels are really low right now. I also can't, re- there we go. Um, what was I going to say? Really funny. 
Yeah, I saw like someone say like, Andre three thousand has officially retired, stuff like that. Which I mean, that's funny. Andre, but like also random music talk here. People don't realize that Andre three thousand does not release solo music. He never has. No. He just released stuff with Outkast, went went on a legendary run, then just dipped and did only did features, and that's kind of where he's been at for a while. But he's taking a break from music apparently. Yeah. All right, so that we'll get into the NBA. We'll try to go quickly through this. We'll start off with the first game of the playoffs with the Mavericks and Jazz facing off in game one. Uh, very back-and-forth game. The Mavericks had the lead for most of it, but kind of fell apart towards the end. Uh, Donovan Mitchell had a 30-point second half after playing horrifically in the first half to bring the Jazz back for a 99-93 win. I'm not impressed with the Jazz not whatsoever. They won by six without Luka and most of the Mavericks playing poorly. Let me pull up the box score. All right, here we go. I'm going to go through the Mavericks starter, Jalen Brunson. 24 points on 9 of 24 from the field. Spencer Dinwiddie, 22 points, 6 of 15 from the field, 4 turnovers. Dwight Powell, 4 points, 5 rebounds, 2 of 6 from the field. Like, not only are or like you go to the bench, uh, Josh Green, 0 for 4 from the field. Maxi Kluber, 2 for 7 from the field. Dav- Davis Bertans, 1 of 3 from the field. So not only are you not going to see these role players for the Mavericks play this poorly, Luka... Forget, because you, you can say the same thing to Don. You're not going to see Donovan Mitchell play so poorly in the first half. Luka is going to match whatever Donnie does and more, because he's, he's just simply a better player, obviously. And I can, in my opinion, because we're also not going to see Bogdanovich drop 20, 22 points or whatever he had in a half. Like, this, the Mavericks, in my opinion, could very easily, once Luka gets back, in, a, in technicality, sweep them, as in win four games once Luka gets back. Right now, I believe he's uh, officially listed as doubtful for Game 2. I, I, me and my roommate, Chris, who is a Mavericks fan, talked about it. We both don't want him to play Game 2, take the rest, and then come back in Dallas, in home. I believe they're home right now. I think the Jazz are 4 and they're 5. Um, come back, play your home games, go up, tie the series 2-2, and then win it back in Utah, and then win Game 6 home. That's asking for a lot, but very much I agree, realistic. I, I think that the Mavericks could end up... And we know how Luka. Luka's played very well in the playoffs Absolutely. in his career. He's just not had the team around him. No. Which is probably... And he's had to play the Clippers year. two years in a row. Yeah, First exactly. year is a little more understandable because of Kawhi, but the second year interesting. Anyways, move you on. didn't have a team. Yeah, next game we have the Timberwolves and Grizzlies game Whoa. one. The Timberwolves, I have this in quotations, they shocked the Grizzlies, just because in a technical sense, a, a seven seed being a two seed is a little crazy. But when you look at the the two teams in comparison, it's not the most shocking. No, it's it's not to interrupt you. It's very surprising how good the Timberwolves starting five is for being a seven seed. Yeah, Cat um, had a very nice bounce back game, twenty nine points, thirteen rebounds. Anthony Edwards continuing his very nice play play in slash playoff run had thirty six points, six assists. D'Angelo Russell did not play very well at all, but it did really didn't no, matter. They didn't need him. Um, I will say something that really made didn't make me happy but did make me happy to see is Jaron Jackson Jr., who's been one of my favorite players to watch since he entered the league. I'm a uh, Michigan State fan, so it's kind of given. Uh, he had seven blocks, but he also fouled out, and that's kind of been the story of his career. Like, he has a potential. He did not foul out. He had five fouls, but he's in foul trouble for like early on. Like I think he had four fouls by halftime or something like that. The point is, Jaron Jackson has the potential to be one of the more dominant defenders in the NBA, but he has he's had a lot of foul trouble so far in his career. Like, I remember his rookie year, he didn't play an insane amount of minutes, but, like, per 36, he averaged, like, five or six fouls a game. I remember Mitchell Robinson had that issue as a rookie, and that's what you're going to see out of these young defenders. But, um, but what I was going to say is, 
Him and Ja need to be better offensively. Ja statistically had a good game. He had 16 of his 32 points from the free throw line, but all in all shot 8 of 18 from the field. Jaron Jackson himself shot 4 of 13, obviously not very good. But They're I mean, have that, to step up somewhere. Yeah, absolutely. Outside of that, I mean, st- your starting center and Steven Adams not taking a single shot and only putting up three points and three rebounds in 24 minutes isn't the most ideal, but again, he's up against Carl Anthony Towns. Uh, Dylan Brooks had a very good game, 24 and 7 of 14. Desmond Bain had a very solid game. But just, all in all, their two two big players in Jaron and Ja need to play better. I also think they need to step up on the more defensive front. They got rocked That's defensively. That's what I'm saying. That's like, what I'm saying. And then yeah. when like, Jaron, when their biggest, best defender. In my mind, pick one and lock them up. Yeah, Make, when, pick Anthony Edwards or Cat and deal with them and let the other. Try and they, to they run have two. Offense. They have two good defenders: Jaron on Cat and Dylan Brooks on on Anthony and, Edwards. It's just foul trouble and yes. just being on stop them. Those two. And being like, if I was a coach, I would start considering just doubling one of them. Probably Anthony Edwards and four. I'd rather. I'd rather. Mm, it depends. I don't know. Anthony Edwards is hot right now. What I'm saying is, either way, double one of them, force the other to run the offense. I think that Cat has a bigger potential to fall apart if double teamed than yes. an, than Anthony does. Yeah, and make. Make Anthony Edwards to make a tough decision. He relies, I hate to say it, relies heavily on Cat for I would say a lot of t- a lot of times during games. Make him run the offense and see what happens. That's what I would do, but I'm not the I'm not an NBA coach. Yeah. Wow. What? I didn't know that. There's a tight end who I have heard of before. I did a little scouting on him. Jelani Woods out of Virginia is six foot seven, two hundred and seventy five pounds. I wouldn't want to guard him. A tight end, anyways. Raptors seventy sixers. Uh, yeah, the Sixers kind of slapped up the Raptors, winning the game 131-111, to but the biggest story from the game was Scotty Barnes getting injured. It, I think it was only like a high ankle sprain or something like that, but Thank it looked God. pretty bad because he, he landed, like he, he landed and his ankle went sideways like it sprained, and then Joel Embiid accidentally stepped on it while coming down from getting a rebound, and when you add that, it sprained, and then add like two, three, 270, 280 pounds to that. Not a good feeling, but thank we God. Got thank God he's, yeah. Thankfully. Uh, Philly dominated with Harden and Embiid having quote unquote off games. I mean, I think Embiid shot like 5 of 15 from the field light or something like that, but he had a lot of points from the free throw like he always does. He's also a very good defensive player. But, I mean, all in all, the biggest X factor that showcased from this game was Tyrese Maxey, who had 38 points. I mean. So, I, not to interrupt you, but when we were sitting there in class the day of the Harden trade, I was like, why are they so adamant on Tyrese Maxey? That is why. No, they were yeah, so yeah. adamant on Tyrese Maxey. I was like, you're really going to stop the whole trade over Tyrese Maxey? I would have considered stopping it over Maxey, but, like, they didn't want to add Thibel and stuff like that, and that's where, like, I'm like, okay. Like, Thibel is a tremendous defender, Matisse Thibel. He's a great defender, but he needs to work on his offensive game. <laughs> but Embiid shot 5 of 15, Harden shot 6 of 17, but Embiid got nine of his points from the free throw line, again, while being a dominant defender. Tobias Harris finally stepped it up, had 26 points. Look at Maxi's. Read off Maxi's stats because they're amazing. 38 points, uh, four rebounds, two assists, 14 to 21 from the field, five Crazy. of eight from three. Imagine being, I won't say a bench player, but imagine kind of being a role player and taking 21 shots. Like, that's amazing. Yeah, he, he, he yeah. I mean, that's he, amazing. His evolution this year has been very fun to see. With that, we'll move on to... I won't say my favorite game. No, it was my favorite game of the weekend. Oh, my, the only reason it's not because of the, the game, another game we're going to get into soon. But we have the Warriors and Nuggets game one. Warriors, I have it here. Warriors manhandled the Nuggets 123 to 107. Uh, Jokic. Game was not even close. I will say Jokic does need help, but his defense this game was very bad. I think he, all in all, statistically had a decent game, but again, his defense wasn't very good. I know Aaron Gordon had a very off game offensively. Aaron Gordon looked 
lost. I don't, did you watch this game? I watched the first half, and then my power went out. For Aaron like Gordon looked look like legit Yeah, and lost. like the second possession, he got stuffed by Draymond. After that, I'm like, it's over. I, I was watching him just miss like wide-open shots. No, I, I, love, I love Aaron Gordon. I do, too. Bit. I was like, what is he doing right now? But I have it all here, in all caps. Playoff Draymond. Woo! He had 12.6 rebounds on assists, three blocks, and zero turnovers. He's been an X factor for this Warriors team for a very long time now. We know what he's capable of in the playoffs, even after the bit of an offensive fall off he has had recently. It doesn't matter. He still will always step it up in the playoffs. I remember a funny meme. So I was like, everybody gangster till Draymond Green hits a three, and that's the truth. Yeah. Like Draymond, his three point has obviously fallen off a lot. It's horrible. But like. If he hits a three in a playoff game and he starts consistently, like he started off the year hitting his threes. Yeah. He was shooting very well from three. He kind of fell off as the year went on. But if he can consistently hit his three in the playoffs, they might go all the way, man. And I, but can we just – I know we're big on the Draymond train, but can we talk about how Curry and Clay played horrible? I don't Clay, horrible. Clay was a little different because Clay, Clay – Clay shot. Clay he didn't play bad, but he didn't play spectacular. Nineteen points, seven was, to seven to fifteen from I, for the field. being the one and two guys for one of the best teams in the league. I don't even know if you can call Clay. As much as I hate to say, I don't even know if you can call Clay the number two guy anymore. He did not. They both did not play well. I'll say it right up. No, right absolutely. Now. I, I have and, it written down that Curry didn't play well. And to do what they did and just it wasn't even like if you watch this game, it may have been close at points. It wasn't it didn't even feel close. Like they were just destroying. The way I look at it is, I said before that I could see the Nuggets winning because how are they going to stop Jokic? They stopped Jokic. And if they can do that, if Jordan Poole, who I'm going to get into, can continue to play well, if Curry, who had an off game, imagine what an on game will be yeah, like for him. Clay, Wiggins, Draymond. And if, Wiggins played well, too. Yeah, I mean, Wiggins fell off a lot after the All-Star game, which is pretty funny because a lot of people question his, his spot on the All-Star team. But um, he played very well. The whole team played well, except for, I mean, really Curry, but... Who cares when you win by 20? But, again, if Draymond can literally just... Obviously, no matter what, at the end of the day, if his scoring is not hitting, he's bringing you some of the best defense that's, in the entire league and some of the best playmaking that's in the all entire they league. Need. That's all yeah, they, they need. They don't need a score. They don't need a score. They, they have Curry. Defense. They have Clay. They have Poole. They have Wiggins. They don't need yeah, another score. They don't score. need score. They just need defense. That's, that's all they That's why need. I wish people would realize when they're like, oh, Draymond, triple, single. Like, okay, I don't care. He has three rings. And yeah. he's he's a reason they won yeah. all three of them. Yeah, triple. Uh, I wouldn't say he was the reason. He definitely was. He helpful. was a re- he was the biggest one of the biggest reasons in 2015. If he didn't get that stupid suspension in 2016, he would have been there. He literally would have been the reason they won in 2016. He should have won a Finals MVP. And then after that, it's debatable. But yeah, I, I will say that if they if there's no Draymond, they don't they don't they aren't making the finals. Uh, they aren't making the finals in 15. They aren't making it in 16. And then one, I mean. After KD got there, it's a little after harder. that. Yeah, after that with KD, they're probably still winning. But at that point, yeah, those are ones, they are they getting KD without the success of that team? No. And I think Draymond's value has become really uh, underrated. Absolutely, he's, people don't like him. I think that's a lot of the reason to do with it. His the hate for him has really turned around recently. But yeah, oh, and then everyone go oh, check the stats. Shut up! Oh yeah, my I, you god! Know, I mean, I'm always one to say like, um, you know. It, Watch. Yeah. Just, just watch, watch the game. Turn watch on the game, game before you watch start making comments. And even then, you can't say check the stats. Like, just check his scoring. But like, that's the only well, negative part yeah, about no. him. And even then, who cares? Well, just I guess the best stat for him in this game was look at Jokic's stats. 
Yeah. Look at the way that Jokic, they were able to contain yeah, Jokic. Jokic had like a triple double every game with forty points. He did I will, not have I will any say of that. when I when I turned on the game and I saw a Curry Draymond pick and roll and Draymond went down and rose up and yammed it, I'm like, Yeah, this game's over. <laughs> like if Draymond's gonna be aggressive offensively like that, they're winning this game. Because it's just not only do they not need him to be aggressive offensively, when he is, he's as we've seen, it's not like he had an inefficient twelve. He shot five of seven from the field. One of two from three, one of one from the line, even though it doesn't really matter. Like, if he can be an efficient offensive player and just provide that 12 to 14 points per game like he used to, it's going to be a very hard team. And they don't, it's, they don't need Dray, the Draymond only needs to take seven shots because our next talking topic, Jordan Poole, yeah, turned into, I don't, I don't even, turned into like channels he's into been, Michael Jordan. He's that been, night. he's been great all season. I, I've said it before that him not being in the finalist for, most improved players is it's hilarious. Is very stupid, but he's been very solid. He went from literally in the G League to a starting guard on a championship contending team while being and arguably the best them. player on that team. He literally for game carried one. that last yeah. uh, the uh, Saturday night, not last. If night, he sorry. can, if he can continue to play like that alongside, I'm so excited, that dude. They... I mean, just imagine, imagine Jordan Poole keeps playing like this. Clay just keep putting up nineteen point, an efficient nineteen. Who could stop them if Jordan Poole plays like that? Oh yeah, maybe I mean, the Suns, but the Suns didn't. We'll get to that game. Didn't really put on a show the other last night. Yeah, that game was closer than I thought, but I'm not yeah. too worried about the Suns right now. That the it's very clear. We'll finish this game up. We're both big Warriors guys. For those who haven't figured it out, but yeah. the it is clear who the best two teams in the West are. It is the Warriors. We all knew this. I knew this going into the playoffs. I'm like, I don't care. The Warriors are a three seed. They are they are still the second best team in the West. Yeah, and so I think. It's going to end up being between those two teams. All right. That will move on quick. Try to get through this so we can no, talk guys, a little bit about baseball. Uh, we have the Hawks and Heat game one. The Heat blew out the Hawks 115-91. Trey Young finally had a bad playoff game. 8.6 rebounds, well, 4 assists. 1 of 12 from the field. 6 turnovers. Uh, yeah. He had, some, he had some actual good defense in front of him. Yeah. No. I mean, Kyle Lowry isn't the defender. He used to be still a very solid defender, even though the Heat defense alone is still a very good defensive yeah. system. Kyle Lowry had a couple dirty moments during the game. The Biggest one that's circulating is like they they were all down from the pain for a rebound. He kind of turned and literally shoved Trey to the ground. And <laughs> then there was one that like I can understand why people are angry about it. I can see it, but like he dove for a loose ball, but like the play was dead. So I could see why people think it's dirty. Yeah, at the same Butler time, and him got in a fight. it's a Kyle Lowry kind of play, like just putting the effort in. That Butler and Young got in a fight. Yeah, nice. Uh, I it's. I don't care anymore. The Heat are I don't care for either teams. They're the, the Heat are a fake tough guy team that are probably going to lose in the second round depending on who they play. And the Hawks are the Hawks. I have respect for the Hawks. I know. I love Jimmy Butler. Though. I, lo- I, I like love Jimmy. Jimmy. I Butler. like Jimmy. I like a lot of the players a lot in the Hawks, but or the Bucks. So Heat. But I mean, <laughs> when Bucks. your leading scorer is Danilo Gallinari, you're not going very far. <laughs> but on the other hand, when you're the Heat and you don't need guys like Tyler Hero, Jimmy Butler, and Kyle Lowry, Kyle Lowry. Bam. And Bam. Bam had a pretty bad game, but it doesn't matter when your two out of your three leading scorers are P.J. Tucker and Duncan Robinson. Like, when you're getting 20-piece by P.J. Tucker, <laughs> which I've had to ha- watch happen twice as a Knicks fan, it's a very depressing thing to watch. Because I love P.J. Tucker, but he's not a very productive offensive player anymore, never really has been, unless it's a corner three. But, like, watching a team get 20-piece by P.J. Tucker that's not the Knicks was very nice to watch. But yeah, that, we'll see. I, I, you said a second round elimination for the Heat. I, I think there's a chance since they're so deep that they can make a deep playoff run. I could but, see it, but I don't know. But, 
into our next series, they're going to have my, a brick wall coming in. Yeah, my favorite game in the series of the playoffs so far. We have the Nets and Celtics game one. Uh, Celtics win this nail-biter game 115-114 to uh, off a Jason Tatum game winner. I don't know if you saw, but did you see the way KD played the – he blew. He watched Tatum. Or he watched Tatum. He didn't watch it, but he fell asleep. He yeah. fell asleep defensively, which you you cannot do with a game like that. That was. I didn't until I realized a couple times watching it. That was such a beautiful spin move by Tatum. Yeah, the way Spun the way pass Kyrie. The way that he literally started his spin before he caught it, then just caught the ball perfectly and put like, it up like that. So that shows a coordination of NBA players. But moving in the bit of a of the uh, Kyrie Irving quote unquote controversy, him and Celtics fans have always had a bit so of a funny bit of a you know go at each other since what he did to that friend i won't say what he did to that franchise because it wasn't right what he did but i'm not gonna yell at him for leaving the team Mm -hmm. i will say that if you're going you cannot sit down and say multiple times you're going to resign and then leave for a for their rival that's just not what you do that's kind of like what happened reminiscent of what happened with ray allen back in the day he except he didn't say he was going to resign he just left the championship team to go play for the heat but um I mean, the Celtics winning this game, Jalen Brown didn't play very well. Tatum had a rough first half, but picked it up in the second half. And they don't have Robert Williams yet. They're saying he might come back in the first round, but he's more than likely going to be available for the second round. They could dominate this series. I mean, obviously Al Horford's not going to put up 20 and 15 every game. <laughs> yeah, Al Horford. But, I mean, if Tatum and Brown can play well and then just keep playing the defense they did, because their defense is absolutely ridiculous. They have some of the best defense I've seen all year. And they can just keep holding down at least at least Kevin Durant, who shot nine to twenty four this game. They are going to dominate this series. Can I? I what? Well, yeah. Can I tell you a funny story quickly? Yeah. Uh, my, my cousin had Alf Horford under two threes as a bet. Mm. The bet had expired in the first like six minutes of the game. Yep. He had two threes in the first like four possessions. That's what, uh, I, I I very rarely go under. The only I actually went under yesterday. On a Jonas Valanciunas, it was under 29 points and rebounds, and little did I know he'd get 25 rebounds. So that was fun. But anyways... Those, those Vegas guys yeah. are on some other level. But um, That'll be probably the best series Something ever. Something I've said multiple times since it happened, Marcus Smart getting the pump fake on Claxton and the other defender and choosing to pass it off shows the evolution of him as a player. Draymond tweeted about that. He is going it, it, nine out of ten times. I said this right after that, like my because I my cousin Jameson literally called me the second after Tatum hit that shot and we were celebrating. And I told him right then and there, Marcus two years ago and maybe even last year is shooting that shot. Yeah, I agree. Is it going in as much as I love Marcus? Probably not. But he's shooting the shot, and the fact that he had the patience and the IQ to pass it and to again in transition just shows just shows the way he's grown i love to see it. but we'll quickly try to get done to the playoffs next game we have both box game one bucks win this game should not have been very close but middleton and holiday both played very poor in the playoffs which we have seen a lot which is the reason the bucks weren't the clear favorites out in the east last season because they both played very poor at times but that also doesn't matter when vucevic uh demar defrozen and zach levine <laughs> play some stinky basketball now, statistically, if you ignore their efficiency, which I'll get into, these stat lines aren't bad. No, they're not horrible. Nikola Vucevic, 24.17 rebounds. You know, that's not bad. 9 of 27 from the field and 2 of 10 from 3. Missed a very easy clutch layup down the stretch. Uh, DeMar DeRozan, 18 points, 8 rebounds, 6 assists. You know, that's not bad. 6 of 25 from the field. <laughs> that's horrible. Uh, Zach Levine, 18 points, 10 rebounds. You know, not bad. 6 of 19 from the field, <laughs> 2 of 10 from 3. 
Um, and even the Bucks, no one on the Bucks played well. Any <laughs> Buck who was not Giannis or Brooke Lopez did not play well. Pat Connaughton, for some reason, they let him shoot six threes. He hit one of them. Middleton, Holiday, all played poorly. Bobby Porter shot three of eight. They're going to need Giannis to do ungodly things again. They again. Just, if, if they just need Holiday and Middleton to put the big boy pants on and step up because I'm sick of watching them play terribly in the playoffs, especially Middleton. I said it to you on the show, sorry to interrupt you again, and you bash me, but I think not having Lonzo is showing. No, I, th- I, th- I agree. I don't know how much of a difference he'd make. but I, I think I, he's a facilitator for DeFrozen to actually make his shots. Yeah. But uh, before we get anything else, we'll quickly go over the last game. We have Pelicans-Suns game one. Suns winning. It was a great game. It was 110 to 99. Pelicans put up a great fight. Valanchunas had a really great statistical game, but it also shows how misleading it can be. Because, you know, looking at it, 18 points and 25 rebounds, great game. But then you shoot 7 to 21 from the field, and he kind of blew the game down the stretch. I noticed he was getting pulled a lot for Larry Nance, which I agree with because he's a much better defender and all around. I would say all around offensive player, but he's definitely a better defender than Valanchunas. Chris Paul and DeAndre Ayton were the two shining stars for the Suns. Chris Paul at 30 points, 7 rebounds, 10 assists, with only 2 turnovers, shooting 12-16 from the field, 4-16 from 3. Oldest 30-point, 10-assist game from an NBA player of all time. Uh, DeAndre Ayton himself had 21 points, 9 rebounds, 4 blocks, 10-15 revealed. Had a tremendous uh, defensive game. He's been a very good player this year, better than the stats show. He is probably the most talented, like, non-all-star. Like, you could argue he could make an all-star, but, like, there are a lot of players like Gobert, Cat, guys like that I'd rather have over him out west. But, like, in terms of, like, you have all-star, you have a barely an all-star, and then you have, I don't want to call Aiden an uh, a role player because he is an all-star caliber player in my mind. He's become a role player, though. He is the most talented role player in the league if, just, if we're not calling him because I think I think he has a potential to be an all-star but the role he plays limits him but it's just because he plays a CP3 and that's Devin what I'm saying Booker, the, the ball dominant the, the role he plays really limits the stats but Agreed. if you watch him play the stats do not matter with how dominant he is very quickly we go over we have uh, three games tonight we have uh, Philly in Toronto game two Jazz and Mavericks game two and the Nuggets and Warriors so game two for that game. very excited for Nuggets and Warriors do we want to play uh, Potal before we head out uh, let me quickly run over baseball. Yeah. Uh, I how so baseball? There's a lot of stuff going on because there's just so many games every day. So I just like looking at the leaders in each league, and kind of gauging where they're at. Yeah. I know Jose Ramirez right now. Yeah, is I've been hearing a lot about Jose the, Ramirez. The cover off the baseball currently. So I just want to put that in there. Guardians are four and five. So oh, I mean, not, yeah, not must really. not be doing a very good job. Dude, just kidding. Behind them. The White Sox are six and three right now, mm-hmm. which I know the White Sox are kind of like. They're kind of like the Bulls. Like, it's like, we didn't really know what they were going to do this season. You know I saying? thought they'd be good. Like, potential be good. to be good, but potential also to be really, really bad. I like that a I'm lot. And I'm happy they're starting off young. That's a very, like, we started with the farm. We built our team up. Like, Anderson, a lot of homegrown yeah. talent. Blue Jays 6-4, and four, Yankees 5-5. Five and five. We're not even, we can't even waste time on the Yankees ramp, but they're horrible. They lost to the Orioles twice in three days, and including a 5 nothing loss yesterday. By the way, for those Yankees fans, Nestor Cortez is Oh, oh my god. I've been hearing a lot of good he's, things about Nestor Cortez. He's, their, he's probably their best pitcher, and he's didn't, horrible. Didn't, wasn't he, like, on their roster, like, a while ago? Yeah. Then he was cut, and then yes. they brought him back? Yeah, yeah, he was on their roster I read something about that. I watched him pitch. I loved him, because he, he throws weird. Got cut, brought back. And That's now awesome. he's, like, their best pitcher. Angels are 6-4, and four, which is very surprising. I know the intentional walk thing was hilarious. Uh, dude, Mike Trout's reaction to that had me going. That but they're, really they're winning, and they're... Well, it's, they're Problems are going to shine through, but whatever. Also, if go on 
Twitter or whatever. It's everywhere on Twitter. Rafael Devers made the sickest move ever to avoid a tag and sliding at a third today. Just want to put that out there. But they ended up better than that uh, game. Javier Baez is one. Yeah, whatever. Mets, Mets seven and three. That's fine. But the Mets playing such a crappy division that they no longer have an excuse to win their division. Or if they don't win the division, you, the not, have, to not win have, their division, yeah, they yeah. have no excuses. No, the, I, I, I don't. I obviously don't think we're a World Series type team, but I just make the playoffs. The team behind them is Please the Braves, who are five and six and lost literally everybody this offseason. Please so. just make the playoffs. Cards five and three. Uh, I know Nolan Arenado is having a really good yeah, start to the season. Yeah, I did see that this morning. Cubs are five and four, which is surprising for a team that's that bad. Same with the Pirates. Two teams with. Not very good lineups anymore. I mean, and the only solid. notable player I know in the Pirates is Cabrian Hayes. Yeah. And then here we go again. Same thing. Dodgers 7-2, Giants 7-2. I remember last, that was something we covered when we first started this yeah, show. Yeah, I remember I was very was surprised race. with how good the Giants and were last the, season. The Giants lost a lot of those key players. Yeah. I know Chris Bryant was a big name they lost. Now they're 7-2. So with that, that's your baseball coverage. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Next episode, we'll make sure to get your Poto and Wordle in. Uh, and next episode we'll have a lot more of your playoff NBA coverage. And I know Mel Kuyper just released 12 prospects I like, so uh, we'll break that down in the next episode. But besides that, have a blessed evening. Tune in our Twitter, Sports Support PLT. Yep. This episode will be up. Sorry if you technical difficulties. Be up difficulty. on Wednesday. Yep. Yeah, we... Technical difficulties. Yeah, that's what we'll say for now. Uh, and besides that, yeah, like I said, go to our Twitter. Watch the, If you missed the episode, watch on YouTube. But otherwise, right here, four o'clock or 3 o'clock on Wednesday. Have a good one. Have a blessed evening. Have a blessed night.